Hello and welcome to Brody Sports Talk. My name is Derek Rusnick and I am your humble host for Season 4, Episode 57. And this is everyone's favorite, the Brody Bites episode, where we go around, we talk about some of the headlines that have come out over the last week uh, in the NFL, in all kinds of different sports. Um, you know, because you have, we have the NBA playoffs going on, we have the NHL playoffs going on. Uh, it's a good time for sports. We're a week or so away from uh, the NFL draft. Um, it's so, you know, it, there's always a good time. I am not going to be the only person talking on this particular podcast, as I am joined by the founder, the podfather himself, uh, Caleb Walgren. Caleb, how are you doing? How you been? I'm doing quite well. Uh, sorry if this episode is getting published a little bit late. We had some technical difficulties when we were trying to sit down and record yesterday. But you know what? It's a beautiful day. Uh, you know, it might be a day to just enjoy a podcast and be high on life. So I think that it's going to be a very fun time to go through some of these NFL headlines. And heck yeah, it's April. It's always NFL season here at Brody Sports Talk. Yeah, so let's start off with a bang. And what I mean by that is... Uh, for a little context, uh, in a couple of days, uh, on April 22nd, the University of Oklahoma is going to have their spring game, and they are going to have uh, a red and white game, but everyone kind of pushing that off to the side, as there will also be an unveiling of a Heisman statue uh, for Kyler Murray from when he won it a couple years back. So another quarterback from OU that can now go buy his own statue, even though he didn't want a Heisman there, um, is Jalen Hurts. He spent a, spent a year at OU and and probably, um, I don't know, I, mean, he, he, I don't know if he's better known from Alabama or from, from OU. Did a lot of good things, uh, but finished up at, at OU. He signed a five-year, $255 million contract with $179.3 million guaranteed. This makes him the highest paid player in the NFL currently until, you know, what, two or three weeks from now when the next quarterback gets their money. Um, Hopefully Lamar will get his money, something like that. Uh, But yeah, so Jalen Hurts, big money Hurts, as uh, as, uh, we're now going to call him as he... I think he's picking up the bill for every dinner that they're having uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, that, that buys a lot of, of cheesesteaks. Um, so I want to go over to you first, Caleb. Tell me what you think about, you know, did the Eagles overpay? Do, did, do you think he deserved this money? What do you think? I think this is a beautiful contract for Jalen Hurts. It goes to show you that, Sometimes when people looked at the draft and were like, why are they taking a quarterback in the second round? You know, they already have Carson Wentz. You know what? It's never <laughs> a bad idea to to have another quarterback on the roster. And when you can get someone who has proven that he has great intangibles, great work ethic, 
He's, you know, improved his skills so much from when he was primarily just a runner at the University of Alabama and then, you know, went and got his throwing more fine-tuned under Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. You know, he's coachable. He's moldable. That's all any coaches really want out of someone. And then when you have someone who's the best fourth down conversion person in the league, you take that. And then you take it because he's athletic and he is an excellent passer. I mean, we talked about it at the like right after the Super Bowl, Derek. We said that Jalen Hurts was arguably the better quarterback in that Super Bowl. Um, like we somewhat thought going in, you know, Jalen Hurts might be a B or an A minus, but Patrick Mahomes is an A plus. Well, Jalen Hurts was an A plus in this playoff, and that's what you want. Someone who's gonna step up on the big stage, do the big things, and just be awesome. This gets him in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform through 2028, through his age 30 season. And let's face it, that should be great. Uh, it also comes with the full no trade clause. So I love that for Jalen. Uh, I think they said this is the first time the Eagles have ever put a no trade clause in a contract. And while it is not the most important thing, Derek, I also believe that this is a record for the highest contract ever negotiated by a female. Uh, I know we talk about women in sports pretty often on here, even though we're a couple of dudes. And I think that hearing that is just a fun thing. I love the fact that, you know, I don't know what her, her cut of that contract is, but I, I hope she is able to enjoy negotiating that big money. Cause like you said, it's the biggest in NFL, but it's the biggest that a female has earned in any sport in any contract. So good for her. Yeah. So if it's uh you know, what even 1% of, uh, of it, it's, you know, there's millions of dollars. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a, uh, that's, that's a nice chunk of change. I will say this. Um, you know, I hate the big contracts on a general basis of like, oh, now I'm the highest paid player. But at the end of this contract, it's going to look like small money in comparison because the salary cap is going to go up. There's going to be an influx of uh, new money coming into the NFL through TV deals and through a whole bunch of different other avenues. And so, yeah, $50 million a year is going to be a bunch of money toward the end of this. But honestly, we're going to see 60 and $70 million guys um, get toward, you know, probably in year three, year four of this contract. And, you know, honestly, he has blown all kinds of expectations out of the water that I would, would have had about him. Um, he's done a great job and I'm, uh, I'm just surprised and I'm really glad that he's, he's getting paid. So uh, you want to move over to someone else getting a little, um, a smaller paycheck, but uh, a prove-it contract as the Atlanta Falcons are signing Bud Dupree for one year for up to $5 million. I think it's a good, I think it's a good signing for Atlanta. And Atlanta is sneakily going in and getting some good players, kind of 
making some uh, some noise out there. So I think this is a good signing as a, a veteran guy, as a someone who can come in and contribute right away. Caleb, what are your thoughts? I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, typically, I would say that this kind of money is like a one-year prove-it deal. Uh, Bud Dupree, he was really well-known in Pittsburgh when he was playing outside linebacker, especially across from TJ Watt. Uh, newsflash, uh, Derek, it is easier to rush the passer when TJ Watt is on the other side. I, I don't are know you if sure? you knew that. I, I just want to make sure that you're aware. Um, huh. His best year as far as getting after the quarterback was in 2019 when he had 11 and a half sacks. And that's his last full healthy year. He had eight sacks in 11 games in 2020 with Pittsburgh. And then the last two years in Tennessee where he was hurt and basically only had a full season of starting. He had a total of seven sacks uh, between those two seasons. That's not great. The Falcons are basically taking a flyer here and saying, Hey, we got to be able to see if, you can come and help us rise to that next level because the Falcons defense is young. It's inexperienced. You know, you're bringing in Bud Dupree as someone who can show these younger guys, the ropes, but also someone who you trust can go out there. And if he's on top of his game could potentially go get you double digit sacks in a division that is one of the messiest, uh, in all of sports right now, that chaotic NFC South. Um, I don't have a lot of positive things to say about the NFC South right now, but uh, Bud Dupree, I like him being there. They also had brought in Kalei Campbell this off season. So uh, I think it'd be interesting to see, you know, Kalei on one side and Dupree coming off the edge on the other, but you never know what's going to happen. They definitely are getting more talented in the trenches and they need it. Yeah, I will. Uh, I, I will agree with you. I, I don't know if you know this or not, Caleb, but uh, somebody has to win the NFC South, and uh, you know you don't have a choice in the matter. Someone's got to win it, and why not? Why shouldn't it just be someone uh, that's really uh, working their tail off? I mean. Someone's got to win it. I don't know yeah, who's going to win it. Uh, your guess is probably as good as mine right now. Um, but I, I think it's definitely worth a shot to see if Dupree will be able to live up to potential expectations there. Yeah, so let's talk about other expectations. Uh, and uh, maybe a, a little bit of a saw the writing on the wall, but at the same time, it surprises me with this guy, but, but, uh, the safety for the Arizona Cardinals by the name of Buddha Baker has requested a trade. Um, so I, uh, a few years back, they, uh, they hired Cliff Kingsbury. They, uh, they draft Kyler Murray number one overall and has a couple of, of decent seasons, give a big contract to Kyler. And after that, the Cardinals have just kind of fallen apart. And, or at least in my eyes, I don't know what, uh, you know, do you want to be there during the rebuild? I think Buda Baker only has a few years left um, in his prime. 
um, as uh, you know prime earning uh, seasons at this point. And I don't know if he wants to stay for two or three years to to do the big flip for the Arizona Cardinals. So I think he wants to uh, to go to some place that's got a little bit more uh, something behind it. So uh, what do you think, Caleb? I mean, it's not great in Arizona right now. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Jonathan Gannon and what he may be able to bring to that defense. I think Buda Baker sees an opportunity to say, hey, let me go find a home somewhere else, almost anywhere else, because the safety market is tough right now. He probably saw Kyler get paid and some of the other contracts that went through, and he's going, where am I going to be able to pick up some some money? Because y'all are spending it everywhere else. I don't know that there's a ton of market out there right now, because of all of the things that have happened, my hope is that someone is going to be able to, I'm going to say on day two of the draft, send a pick to the Cardinals and be able to get Baker in because he's definitely worth having. He's a very talented playmaker. It's just a matter of where does he land and is that going to be a good fit for him? I'm going to agree with you on the, on that one. It's uh, I don't want to say it's weird, but it's strange, unusual. Um, I think Buda Baker saw the, saw what it, what he wanted. and was like, well, Hey, if they're going to trade me, you know, you don't want to trade for players that are already there. So let's uh, let me request a trade so they can trade for draft picks. And you're probably right. Definitely a day two pick. Um, maybe a package of uh, later day three picks, something like that. Um, he, he still a really good player, still has a lot in his prime to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, we will see. I think this is, uh, I, I hope he goes to, you know, a really good contender and uh, is able to step back into where he was before because he, he had a lot of, of good things going on in Arizona. So I'm just going to bring this up, Derek, because I know that okay. uh, you are a resident Broncos guy, and I yeah. feel like I bring up the Packers every chance I get, so I might as well bring up the Broncos every now and again. Yeah. Um, at strong safety, Buda Baker, if you guys were to trade for him, would be slotting in next to Justin Simmons and give you guys arguably the best safety tandem in the league. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is worth giving up one of your high third round picks, given the fact that you only have five total draft picks in this draft? You have the Colts pick and then you have your own pick. So they're pick 67 and 68 overall. Would you give up one of those third rounders to get Buda Baker, even though he has been in the league for a few years and he is going to be 27 when he's playing this fall? Yeah, so a known quantity versus a young player. I think the Broncos right now have said, "Hey, we're not uh, we're not worrying about the future. We're not going to worry about draft picks. We have Russell Wilson right now. Let's push. You know, we have five years. Let's see what we can do in the next five years or four years now. Uh, let's see what we can do in the next few years and." Uh, 
just get going. So yeah, I could definitely see see them giving up something for for Buda Baker as you know the those those quarterbacks in the uh, AFC West are not uh, not going away, and uh, they're just going to get better and better. Um, except for well, no, there is an upgrade in in the uh, in the Las Vegas because I like Jimmy Garoppolo more than Derek Carr. So Patrick Mahomes still there, uh, Herbert's still there, and uh, yeah. So speaking of former. 49er quarterbacks. Uh, so a current quarterback for the 49ers, uh, Brock Purdy, uh, has avoided Tommy John surgery for that gruesome injury. For me, it was gruesome injury in the uh, in his last game where he couldn't throw the ball at all. That was the NFC Championship game, right? Because that was against the Eagles. Yeah, there we go. I can think through my thoughts. Uh, so it looks like his recovery is going to be much faster than uh, expected. Or, uh, I mean, things are hopeful that uh, he can get get going much faster and get back onto the, the off-season program. Uh, so for, uh, first, Caleb, let's talk about Brock, and then you can tell me a little bit about the other pieces of that. Um, what do you think about uh, Brock Purdy being able to come back a little bit sooner for the 49ers? I mean, if we were talking about Tommy John surgery, when we talk about that with baseball players, you know, players that throw, and I know the motion is different for quarterbacks, we would be talking about him missing all of the 2023 season, all of the playoffs, and potentially, you know, hopefully he can be good again even though he only played and started a total of like 10 games, something like that, including the playoffs, Derek, um, mm-hmm. where he looked great, but a 10 game sample size is really small. Mm-hmm. And then having to wait for you to recover a full year from a surgery, just it's not desirable. Um, it's really not a good spot for the 49ers to be in, in long-term planning. Avoiding Tommy John, they're saying that, they think there's a chance he could start throwing by the start of training camp. So not only is, are we talking about playing early in the season? We're talking about playing potentially in the preseason if they wanted to, because he could throw the ball during training camp. Yeah. Like some of that's going to be rehab. It's just a immense difference. And I think it goes to show how much better, and better and better the medical technology keeps being for these surgeries and procedures, Derek. I remember there were times where ACL tears were the end of careers. And then like, we've seen stuff where like Adrian Peterson went down, was back the next year and won comeback player of the year and almost ran for 2000 yards, like not simple things to do off of a torn ACL. Brock Porty, you know, we thought that he might be out for a really dang long time and he might not miss more than the NFC championship game that he left from. Like, that's mind boggling. It really is. No, I'll agree with you 100% on on that one. So, uh, I mean, 
if Brock Purdy is going to come back and he's the starter, what uh, what do you think about the the QB situation in San Francisco? I think it's complicated. Um, you really have Trey Lance, who is a bit of an enigma. He didn't throw that much at North Dakota State. He was taken as the third overall pick, really well respected in that draft class. And the odds are is it's not worth paying him to sit on your bench. You gave up a lot of picks to get him. Go and get some of those picks back. Build around Purdy. You don't need Trey Lance being in the wings if the 49ers start two and three and are struggling to score. And let's say Purdy had more turnovers than he's shown. Like you just don't want that type of pressure, that type of issue. They've already signed Sam Darnold this off season and uh, mm-hmm. underrated signing. So it's not like you don't have NFL experience behind Purdy. I think that if you get an offer that you feel is good enough, you move. And if you don't kind of like they didn't with Jimmy, you try to at least keep Trey until something opens up. Um, Somewhat ironically last year, Derek, I feel like we were going into the season. It was like Dak Prescott goes down. Should the Cowboys trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? And like, then it was like the week or two after that, it was like, uh, Trey Lance is hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is starting. The 49ers aren't trading him anyway. Yeah. And and then that was the thing. I thought, oh, well, you, you definitely need to trade uh, trade him because you're not going to get any value if you don't uh, trade him now. Like you have a, you have him over the, the barrel of a gun. And, and you know, Cooper Rush came in, was, uh, did a great job for the Cowboys, and uh, Jimmy G was needed. So, you know, that's a uh, – it was a whole weird situation. I, I wish uh, Kyle Shanahan nothing but health for his players because I don't think he's had a healthy season for any of his players since he's gotten there. It doesn't feel like it. So uh, our final story of the night, a really good feel-good uh, story, is Jamar Hamlin for the Buffalo Bills, um, who had a really serious injury. Um, was we got hit in the uh, Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken, um, with the Cincinnati Bengals, um, was out on the on the field, um, and uh, many people like did not expect him to to make a recovery, maybe not even uh, you know live through the through that situation, but he. Uh, he he did survive and and he has become healthier and he this week he got cleared to play to, and uh, he's in the offseason workouts with the Buffalo Bills. I want to say that I this is medical science has come a really long way. Much like what you were saying a minute ago about the ACL tear and Tommy John surgery, the fact that everything we heard about Demar Hamlin. Uh, and what was happening and all the, the fear about, you know, he may not even live. And now he's back playing professional football um, is something that just 
puts me in awe. It's fair. It really is interesting to see all of this kind of happen and how he's turning around so very quickly and just being able to, I mean, that was, that was in January. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're maybe what three months removed from it, Derek, a little over three, like Damar Hamlin going from someone who they weren't sure he was going to be back. Like, mm-hmm. This is fantastic. I'm just really thrilled that he's going to get to have a chance to maybe play a year or two or however many years more, and he can at least decide the story his way instead Mm of being hurt and walking off the field. And that's all that people will remember him for. Well, not walking off the field clearly, but. Mm-hmm. being hurt and never playing again. Everyone wants to be, wants to control the narrative in their own story. Um, I think I said it then, and I'll, I'll mention it again, Derek, but it does remind me that of Christian Erickson, who had gone down during Euro 2021. He's actually been playing for in the premier league, he was with Brentford for a little bit. He signed with Manchester United. He's made a lot of regular appearances for them this year. It seems weird, but in general, I just, I'm happy for players who want to go out and play the game. They love to play. Yeah. That's all I've got, man. Uh, Love for tomorrow is uh... Yeah, no, I'm I'm 100% behind you on that. I uh, just, I it, it did it got me like thinking about, you know, like I I love sports, but at the same time, if something like that happened to me, I would probably second guess. I mean, there was a story out even just uh, in the last day or so where Tua, the quarterback for the the Dolphins, was like, "Hey, I I thought about retiring because of all the concussions I had uh, last year." And he was saying that uh, he didn't because he wanted his son to see him play and like to actually remember him. I guess his son is uh, is really young at this point, but like he didn't retire because he wanted his son to watch him play football and remember him playing football. Um, so like, it's just a love of sports. It just it's just something that 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 just gets, it, it, it touches you. It, it really does. So um, that's everything we have for this Brody Bites episode. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and tell us your favorite uh, sports story, overcoming the obstacles, um, reach out to us on our Twitter, at Brody Talk. And our, that is in our link tree as well, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. Uh, if you have the ability to uh, leave us a review, go ahead and give us five stars and leave us a review. It helps us uh, spread the word out to other people and, and helps us move up the algorithm. So on behalf of Caleb, my name is Derek. 
do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye.